two, three, four. All right, all right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Life Point Table Talk podcast. My name is Jason, and today we are going to be continuing our Bible reading reflection. We are on week three, and today we are joined by Pastor Katrina and Bishop Fred Wilson. Say hello to the Hello, people. everybody. Hello there. We've got the two for going on, so we got all three of us here today. And we are doing the Read the Bible in a Year program. Uh, so we're trying to encourage the church here at LifePoint to follow along with us. But uh, I'd like to also encourage folks to check in, even if you're not doing the Bible reading plan. I think you'll... Uh, still get quite a bit out of these uh, uh, reflections, devotions type type things. Uh, it's all good. So again, we're on week three and we're looking at Matthew 12 through 15 and Genesis 33 through 50. So covering a lot of ground in the Old Testament and a couple chapters in the New Testament. Uh, so let's start here, guys, in uh, Genesis. So we're starting off in Genesis 33, um, which is actually Jacob and Esau are making amends in 33, uh, which if you followed their story, they've had a falling, huge falling out. Uh, Jacob tricked him, this whole big deal, and they have this big uh, elaborate reconciliation, uh, which is pretty awesome. Um, then we keep going with Jacob's story. Um, let's see, where do you guys want to jump in here? Well, with Genesis 37 through 50 is saturated with the Joseph story. Right, right. So we're sort of leading up here to the Joseph story. Um, Jacob's name is eventually changed to Israel. I love the part where he wrestles with God. <laughs> yeah. They call it an angel, but later he calls it he wrestled with God. Yeah. And his name was changed. Jacob, deceiver to Israel, peace. Right, right. And they go through the genealogy of Esau there in 36, and then they go back over and uh, uh, start again with Israel, which is Jacob, and we get into Joseph's story. Mm-hmm. Um I think Joseph is known, if we think about Joseph, for the dreams. You know, yeah. he has the two dreams when he's 17 years old, and and uh, they really get jealous over his dreams because of, even though they were symbolic dreams, and you know I teach on dreams, mm-hmm. uh, they were very easily understood <laughs> mm. because they were in a field, and the wheat, his, his sh- uh, shaft of wheat, rises up and all the 11 bows down to his and then mm-hmm. sun moon and stars and 11 stars bow down to him and they who do you think you are you're going to be ruler over us mm-hmm. and he's just telling a dream so that starts a conflict between joseph and his brothers but not only that the coat of many colors does too uh and i'm going to give a real thought on that and then i'll let you two talk 
Many people question about why did uh, Jacob give Joseph the coat of many colors? And the real reason is his oldest brother, Reuben, had defiled, and he defiled his father. And he was, uh, Reuben was from the first wife, Leah, and he was the oldest son there. But Joseph was the oldest son from Rachel. So he would have automatically then gotten the inheritance. So that's why he put the coat on him to tell the other brothers, this inheritance now goes to Joseph. So he had two strikes against him. Hmm. He's got the coat of many colors, and now he's got the dreams. So you can see why there was conflict between him and his brothers. Okay, but you know, we're talking about Joseph. What an incredible story this is that we as believers today can certainly relate to. And in thinking about Joseph, I call it the story of from the pit to the prison to the palace and the terminology bitter or better. And as Pastor Katrina was saying, Joseph, 17 years old, had to dream. And of course the issue is, and of course the brothers couldn't handle the dream, and the issue is for us today, hey, watch out who you tell your dreams to. Right. I, 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 I was reading through this again, and um, what jumped out to me is there's, there's a little bit of understanding to me why they didn't like him. Uh, the story starts off, he's telling on his brothers right from the start. He goes to his dad and tells on him. And then uh, it gives a series of, of sort of situations where he's seen as the favorite uh, of his dad. And it does say that Jacob loved him. And then he comes to them and, <laughs> and tells them uh, this, hey guys, I had this awesome dream where you all bow down to me. Like, it's just... There's, That's a teenager. <laughs> but yeah, he seems a little naive uh, to, to think this is going to be welcomed. And not just them. Eventually, he tells the whole family he has a dream. They're all going to bow down to him. He does. Yeah. And what it was, it was a God dream, and and it showed him his future. Yeah. But he was 17, but his dream did not come true until he was 30. So there's a process. You get a vision or a dream... And then there's a process before it comes to pass. That's a principle there. Yeah, and it it doesn't it doesn't read to me like he was being mean about it or putting it in their face or like you're like you're saying, Bishop, like he's just sharing his dream, but people took offense to it. Like right. in the natural, you see why because they don't yeah. want to. Well, know. he w he was innocent, naive. He seems innocent. He's a teenager. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He just, he thought they'd be happy for him. Right, right. <laughs> so then, the you know, the story, and then, of course, the brothers, in their anger, they throw uh, Joseph into a pit, and a caravan comes by, and they sell him. And so Joseph ends up in, G in Egypt in Potiphar's house, and Potiphar was one of the king officers. And so Potiphar's wife, here at the story, falsely accuses Joseph of attempting to have an affair with her. And here's a great statement where you see that Joseph would not compromise his faith in God. And Joseph says basically, no way 
for I'm going to honor your husband, and then I will not sin against my God. So non-compromise. Yet the wife convinced the husband, and Joseph was thrown into prison. Innocent, falsely accused. And so sometimes in this life today, we feel like we've been thrown into the pit, and we've been falsely accused, and we end up in some type of prison, whether it's an actual prison or an emotional prison and so forth. So, but in prison, incredible. Joseph continues to be faithful to God, finds favor with the prison master, and in prison he was given to be, to be a leader over other prisoners. Now, okay, jumping ahead, the king of Egypt, he has some dreams. He's troubled. The king calls in his counselors, his advisors, to try to interpret, and they could not interpret the king's dream. But there was an assistant within the king's chambers who knew about the man of God, Joseph. He said, hey, why don't you bring that guy Joseph in? Maybe he can help you with your dreams. And that's because Joseph had interpreted the, uh, the dreams of those two men while he was in prison. Right. So even in the time of prison, he continued to listen to God. And that is a real example for us today. Powerful. When you feel bound or feel hopeless, you can still minister to people even though you're struggling. Yeah, and I think it's uh, interesting how in uh, each of these situations, he doesn't get bitter. And if he had, the the outcome would have been totally different. Absolutely. Right. If Absolutely. he would have. But also, the guy is hyper-blessed. Whatever situation he falls into, and there's something about that, I think, to, to, to learn from the... Um, where whatever situation, even if it's a bad situation, he makes the situation better. Well, even Potiphar knew he was blessed because of Joseph. And the, and the uh, prison keeper knew he was blessed because of, jo of Joseph. Everywhere he went, yeah. he blessed. Right. Because, and I think we go back to what Bishop said. It's because he was not bitter. He was not bitter, no matter the situation. I call this, uh, this is how you can remember Joseph's life, the four Ps, the pit. These are things we'll go through in life. Times we feel rejected, times we feel lonely. Potiphar's house, times we feel betrayed. Prison, you feel bound or hopeless. But God always will come through if you don't get bitter. I like That's that. And he good. ended up, the palace is the open door or the promotion or God's will. You can see it happening in your life, even though you go through those four Ps. And all of us do, I think. So here we are. So Joseph, okay, he interprets the dreams of the king. And the king is so impressed with Joseph that he makes him second in command of Egypt. I mean, big time role in leading Egypt. And he was honored. People bowed down to, to Joseph. Now, many years are gone by, time frame, many years. And Joseph's family back in Canaan 
his father, his brothers, his relatives. They were going through a severe famine. They had to have help. Joseph's brothers go over to Egypt, and for however it happened, they ended up before Joseph. And many years, remember, seven to Joseph was 17 years old, many, many years ago. He's now by. 30 years old. Now yeah. 30 years old. And they did not recognize Joseph. Mm -hmm. Now, Joseph recognized them, and he put them through all kinds of tests to see what they were really up to. And so finally, finally, Joseph uh, tells his brothers, hey, I'm the guy. I'm, I'm your brother. Can you imagine how that went over? And so they embrace, and so they have that peace coming back to the family. Now, however you guys want to comment, there's one scripture I want to comment on here before we wind, wind up on Joseph. Well, what, when I just want to point out, um, we, we started out with Jacob and Esau making amends to each other. And uh, in that situation, we saw sort of Jacob's side of things where he was afraid of his brother Esau where he had done him wrong. He had good reason to be afraid yeah. too. But he, he showed him mercy and they, they reconciled. On the, in this one, we see the flip side. We see uh, Joseph who has been wronged, who eventually could, could has the power then to, to uh, take retaliation against his brothers and doesn't. Again, shows him mercy and they reconcile. That's a beautiful comparison. You see those two yeah. right after each other there. That's beautiful. Which is interesting. Okay, so here's the scripture I want to uh, make a few comments on and clarify because if you're not if you're not cautioned on this scripture, according to the translation, uh, you can feel that God was the cause of all of his troubles. Now, Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, and I'm going to use the King James, and there's others that basically say the same, other translation, say the same thing. So here it is. Joseph says to his brothers, what you did to me was evil, but God meant it for God. Now, that Good. word that word meant, you got to be cautious on that. And so uh, some you can read that and think, wow, God did all of this to Joseph. He threw him into the pit and he put him in prison. No, God was dealing, God was dealing with humanity's free will. And this word meant in the Hebrew means to wave into, to step into, to intervene, to invent, or to bring out of something different in spite of. Right. So in other words, because Joseph did not get bitter, he did not compromise his faith in God, God had something to work with. You said that a while ago, mm -hmm. uh, Pastor Jason. You said that a while ago. And if Joseph had gone the other direction, complaining and griping and where's God and all of that kind of thing, God would not have something to work with. So the reality is we all face time when we're tested. Family feuds, uh, falsely accused, bitter or better. Now, being Christian many years, I've had to deal with this myself. You know, when you think the 
people have come against you or whatever, and you and you got to watch your attitude. And uh, so in, pa in being a pastor for many years, I've watched this. I've seen God's people go through some hell and back type of thing, but stay in the faith, stay in the love zone, and come out better. Sad to say, I've seen some who've gone through the testing, and for whatever reason, they went away from their, from their faith in God and, you know, that sort of thing. Now, I'm going to tell this story. I just, I just heard this story, saw this story on Christian television just a few days ago. Here's a man who was on death row. He'd been on death row for 30 years, claiming his innocence. And when he first went into death row, and for many years, he was very, very bitter. And then his mother, who was a believer, kept ministering to him and said, now you wasn't raised like this. What's your attitude? So finally, he changed his attitude, turned to God, and it's an incredible story. And he literally, he was in the death row where his cell was. He was 30 feet from the death chamber. Jeez. Can you imagine living day after day, 30 feet, oh, there it is, the death chamber. And he became, I'm going to say it like, he became like a chaplain. And he began to lead other death row guys to the Lord and had them even, even some of them went to the death chamber and were right with God. Wow. Finally, a lawyer gets a hold of his case and they re retry him and he's innocent and he gets free. Can wow. you imagine such a test like that? Well, that that's... Uh... I mean, it's it's that that story of of uh, the pe people of God. Uh, if they they stick with God and His character, no matter where they are, they're a blessing. Mm. Even even sounds like on death row there. Yeah, I'm sure he had plenty of opportunity. I've, I'd be pretty bitter. Oh, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd be so nice to my family either, as as Joseph was. Um, what's interesting to me too, if if you follow through the whole story, it sounds as the the known world at that time all eventually has to come to Egypt. Wow. Because of what. The he, famine. The famine, and he has set up for them to save food. And they have nothing. So they eventually have to sell all their land to Joseph and Pharaoh, and their land and servitude. So the whole known world, at that, it says the world, so the, everywhere around there became his servants. So it was like his dream, but you see, I, I think it's a foretelling of what's to come, wow. of, of, of what happens to the people of Israel in Egypt, why there was this bitterness toward them, how, how things got flipped around, where eventually we'll see yeah. the people of Israel become the slaves right? because of this blessing on them that same blessing also brings out bitterness 
in people. Um, so this extraordinary blessing that Joseph had, he's saving the people, but in the in the in the midst of it, they become his servants, and I'm sure they weren't too particularly happy about that. And over time, I'm sure that bitterness, you know, rose to the surface, and and then uh, the people of Israel became the bad guys in the situation wow. to them. Well, it said a new king rose up that didn't know Joseph, didn't know how great Joseph was, mm. and he turned on those people because they were multiplying. Because if you read that, they get Joseph gave them the best land because they mm. were shepherds. So he gave him good land. And right, boy, and I'm sure, I, I think that caused bitterness. Probably did. the people that were uh, there. Yes, the Egyptians started saying, hey, what's, hey, look at this. And I think it's amazing, we, we saw that with Cain and Abel too, this yeah. sort of blessing and then, and then bitterness mm -hmm. on the other side of it. And um, I Rejoice think, with those that rejoice. Yeah, I think there's a, a deep... Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, something deep about uh, humanity in these stories where it's it's sort of a warning not to be uh, not to be bitter in general of your situations but also toward people who are blessed and successful right Absolutely. there's a temptation to want to bring down you know I, I think in a, a sign of maturity or, or some sort of a spiritual character or something is to be able to be happy for somebody who's blessed Amen. and prosperous yeah. absolutely instead of just bitter toward them yeah. um well joseph's faith was he said when i die take my bones back to canaan he said so he he knew that eventually the children of israel would not be in egypt yeah they that's would go amazing back too that it, was his faith even with all this the success he had that the story doesn't stop it's still connected to abraham they're still looking to this promise of the his promised people land going back. take me back to the promised land isn't that cool yeah, yeah. I, love I, that. I think that's a great place to stop we've gone about over 20 minutes here so uh thank you guys any last words you want to add in here about joseph no no all right so we're blessed to be a blessing everybody don't be bitter be happy for those who prosper. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next week. All right. Tune Thank in. You. Thank you. Thank you.